KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and standing by to join me is Ruth Weisberg. She's connecting from Sarasota, Florida. Ruth is a versatile and vivacious voiceover narrator and coach, on-camera moderator, keynote speaker, and so much more. And I have this awesome gift she gave me when I saw her at the drum circle we met. Welcome to the show. Hi, Janine. Aloha from Sarasota. Aloha. We met on Christmas Day. I know. 2021, it was our first time ever meeting. You were in Sarasota on personal family business. Yes. And a fairy godmother connected us. And it really was magic on the beach at the drum circle. So we first met at Sunset on the Beach. What a beautiful welcome committee. It was, it was the most incredible experience. And you know, what's so interesting is I was going through a tough situation, a family situation. And to meet you and then be invited and embraced so warmly at this drum circle and then meeting all these other people and playing instruments, it was really cool. I call it the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Because I know you were dealing with difficult family issues. At the same time, you needed a studio, if I recall. Yes. And you reached out to me to say, is there a studio? And right. one thing um, you can rely about me is like, I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> Well, it, so I reached out to Randy Thomas. I, I got a uh, big voiceover audition and I thought, oh, well, I can't just like throw a quilt around me, you know, <laughs> my little mic as I've done before. I need a studio. And Randy mentioned you. I believe you were you had studied with Randy. I did. I went to VO Mastery in L.A., in November of 16. That's what launched me to go to Sarasota. So that's where Randy and I first met at Bio Mastery out there. And the, the community online was so wonderful. I got connected to someone who then had a studio, but then I, I thought, oh, let's meet. So we met up. And how long have you been going to the drum circle? When I first moved to Sarasota, it was right after Bio Mastery in November of 16. Okay. And I was in Philadelphia at the time and had a great gig over there was producing and hosting a, a tv talk show had a lot of experience with voiceover work and where you just pick up the phone and you just schedule the session you, you didn't even need to audition it was that tight knit right and so well and my landlord who lived downstairs from me was going to assisted living and i had to move and i said i want to go to a place where i don't have to turn on the heat in october and i really wanted to just transport my beautiful charmed life in narberth Pennsylvania, a little suburb of Philly, not too far from Bryn Mawr, okay. the University. And it's like, where's their place where I can play well with others? And it, it's, it's a brimming arts and culture and music. And someone said, try Sarasota. And I did, and I'd never been here before. And I thought, well, where are the cool hip people? And your vibe is your tribe. Yes. And I found out about the drum circle and I just showed up, followed the sound. And the people I met that day six years ago are still my friends. And we connected heartbeat and drumbeat as you felt. I did. And you got there. You can go, you can come as a stranger and leave as, as dear friends. And I posted and that a is magic in the sand here. And when I think about how I arrived here, didn't know anyone, didn't have a job, but it was because of Randy Thomas at the time after VO Mastery. I'd been doing voiceover work for about 33 years at that point. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, a long time. I did my very first spot with Anita Gavinson. 
She was working at WMMR 93.3 FM in Philadelphia. And I was the traffic reporter for the station. And I got a frantic phone call. We need a two VO spot, two females having lunch, bragging about this restaurant. We'll slug in the dinnerware sound effects, you know, yes. clinching. You know, we, you know, just come in and just cut the, the VO1, VO2, and you'll be back for your radio shift. So I jumped down to MMR. Anita was there, VO1, VO2. We knocked the spot out about 20 minutes. And I said, now what? They said, oh, invoice the client for $500. And I went, what? What? <laughs> how do Sign I do, me up. <laughs> how, where do I do more of this VO stuff? Yes. So that's now this was back in the early 80s when like the internet was just really so you just knew people. Yes. And I started volunteering for corporate events and charity events and joined a chapter of the television association and started writing a monthly column about people in the biz, kind of like what you're doing. Yes. This is your great. Podcast. And you really learn a lot and make connections when you volunteer and donate your time. Definitely. So when you get to know people because you're working on a project or a community thing, that's really where you make your deepest and long lasting connections. Sure. And, it just well, and when you're open, when you're open to the unexpected, to the surprises that life will throw at you. Exactly right. And the beauty of just showing up and being curious. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I moved to Sarasota and sure enough, it's a great town, as you see, that plays well with others. Mm. And Alongside my voiceover career in 2002, I became the accidental art model. I saw that. And so I was doing VO work in the studio, producing and hosting a TV talk show and doing that. But a friend of mine was taking classes with a renowned artist at the time who opened up a small atelier, which is fancy French for a very intense art school, but you don't get a degree. Okay. You're just going to draw and paint a lot. A lot. But <laughs> and she had me stop up to the studio before the two of us went to lunch. And she said, he's working on this wonderful portrait right, right, right now. You may want to stop in and see what he's working on. As it turns out, the man, the artist is Nelson Shanks. And he was working on a commission for the Vatican. What? For the Vatican. The Vatican, like. The Vatican. Okay. In Rome. That yes. Place. Keep an eye on that place. It may go places some days. And he was working on a commission portrait of Pope John Paul II, the Polish Pope. And he had been famous for doing his portraits of Princess Diana and Luciano Pavarotti and Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. And mm. so he had quite an artistic opus and he was beginning the portrait of the Pope. So I started, stopped up at the studio to pick my friend up for lunch. And he turns to me and he says, I just opened up this school. I'm doing a, a painting demo. I'm gonna take this back to my studio but we need models here because we're teaching. Would you like to pose here? And I said, well, if that guy thinks you're good enough. <laughs> That's what you said? <laughs> in fact, if that guy, I'm like, so the joke is I was like 48 years old at the time. I'm like, like what's a nice Jewish mother doing posing nude for this guy? So the joke is Pope John Paul II was my referral. Yes, exactly. Well, if the Pope and trusts him, then I guess it's okay. Yeah, and I believe it or not, that Monday I started working for Nelson Shanks. So I went to the library that weekend and looked through all these art history books. And my very, very first pose was David. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave, I got to stand up to do this. You know, okay. the famous David. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, he's a, he's, he's a hard act to follow, but a great act to start with. 
And believe it or not, Janine, I've been at it 20 years now. What? 20 years. 20 now. years? Yeah, 20 years. So, so concurrently with voiceover where you're speaking and breathing life and nuance and interpretations to mm -hmm. other people's spoken words. Amazing. Yeah. You can take a very benign line like name of candidate drinks a cup of tea every morning. Right. If you're on this side of the political aisle, you can say it like name of candidate drinks herbal tea in the morning, herbal tea, you know, mm -hmm. and then you can say, oh, this candidate drinks tea. You know, so it's how you say it. Exactly. So, so for many years as voiceover artists, we are speaking the words and direction as it's written or we put our own nuance on it. Right. When you're art modeling, you're also communicating emotion and nuance and narrative, but you're holding perfectly still in silence for 20 minutes at a time. Is that hard for you or no? It's not the nudity, it's the stillness. You know, we are to the art world what cadavers are to medical school. And it's revering the human body and its anatomy and what it can do. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the nudity that scared me at all. That, you know, it's not like you need a model figure, a model type. Artists, if you look at art history through time, loved from cherubs. Oh, I know. From little fat baby cherubs to like angels or, or, yes. or like massive pieces or David. It's revering the human body in anatomy. It's not like leering or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was just here I'm speaking other people's words, but now I have to convey yes. everything a script would be. But I have to choose a pose that's interesting for an artist to want to draw, paint, or sculpt. Do they coach you? Do they say, this is what we're trying to know? I'm it. It's okay. improv. It's improv on the fly. All okay. I know is it's usually 20 minutes on, okay. followed by five minutes off. Okay. And it could be as something as simple as 30 second gestures, 30 second mm -hmm. gestures, like, like, like right. just, to, just to get the, just to get posture and placement. You might have to do a minute, 20 minutes worth of one minute poses. So I'm standing, but you never just stand there like Jared Kushner on the cover of Time magazine. Right. Okay. You just, you just never stand there like that. Right. Okay. Exactly. You need, you need you need what's Movement. called negative space. Negative space is the interior space, the shape that's created on oh. an interior or or twist or something. Or you could do the same pose like this and it's tender, or like this and it's might. Mm -hmm. When I pose for animators and illustrators in, in video gaming and the projects that your colleagues are scoring music to mm -hmm. or giving voice to for characters. Yes. If you look behind me, you'll see. How do other people do it on the green screen? Okay, there it is. I see okay. it. There it is. Cape? Okay. Okay. That was me posing. I had a red cape and they blew like a fan up underneath me. Mm -hmm. and the cape was billowing. I'm holding this pose while artists are sketching it. And next thing you know, you might see it in a video game or for sculpture classes or 3D animation. I might have to hold a. Here we go. Okay. Just a, a pose like this. Yes. Or they'll give me a prop sword. I'm going to use a pen. Okay. okay. Just a balsa wood prop sword. Yes. And you might have to do four minutes of this, four minutes of this, four minutes of this, and four, so they can animate the arc. Got it. And then they fill in, or I might have to do this and somebody will add in a lightsaber or, or a guitar. So like, for instance, with that, obviously you're not nude, but you're probably in just like- You are. You are nude, nude for the animation? Because they need to see anatomy. I mean, they're oh. going to hyper draw characters. Like if you look at this character, I've got Beyonce thighs. Okay. Oh, her legs are legend. 
her legs deserve a lifetime achievement. But <laughs> it's also very physically strenuous just to hold still in silence. Yes. But you do knew it. So they want, because you can always adorn me with a costume or I'll pose like this and then you can super animate the wings. Sure. You know, or, or, yeah. or the horns or whatever costume or get it. But anatomically, it's got to be correct. Okay. Or if you're doing portrait, you might draw somebody with crazy hair or wig, but you got to make sure the plane to the face and anatomically. Was there ever a point though where you were not comfortable with the person painting you or with everybody you just knew these people and you were comfortable? You each get in your own flow because the artist is drawing something that they find interesting from the angle with which they're looking at it. Okay. So if I'm posing dead on and there could be people to the side, to the back. So they're drawing from their point of view, their media, their style. Okay. It's, it's like each drawing painting sculpture really is its own fingerprint so fascinating 20 and years sometimes, sometimes it's very hyper realistic it really looks like me and other times it's just exaggerated okay but but when you think about the anonymous people behind the scenes the people that write the music or, or put in the sound effects yes or just motion design just anything on your phone that lights up or blinks or moves yes or mm -hmm. somebody designed that i know you can Have you ever store... done mocap? What's that? Have you ever done motion capture? I did. I've done it. I love mocap. It's just fascinating. So some, there's always a, a person behind the design. Yeah. But you need to know the basic structure. It's like you need to know ballet before you can expand it to jazz or anything else. Exactly. Or know your scales before you launch into your musical genre. Right. So, so, so interesting. It's so it, it was the duality for me of using my voice for so many years without my body, you, you know, many times people don't look like what they sound. Oh, all the time. I have all a colleague time. of mine here in Florida. He's the voice of the trucks. He's the Ford F-150 guy. Mm -hmm. His voice is a truck. He's got that like Sam, Sam Elliott. F-150. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you look at him, he's built like a mime. Really? He's this tiny, he's built like a baguette. He's just stunning. He's just, <laughs> he's just a stunning human being. And he's been at it a, a long time. He's got that deep growly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting how people do. So for years, it was my voice that was driving things. And now it's the body, but in silence and in stillness. Yes. And in a digitally squirrely world with which we live, because there's so much stimulus coming at us through our devices and all this. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes of holding completely still in silence while you're nude <laughs> and you have to convey expression or emotion or, hold, you know, or maybe physically you're in, you're in pain because you're holding, you know, imagine yes. like holding, you know, but you can't convey that you're hurting. Yes. You have to convey that, you know, that, that whatever emotion they're doing. It also, you know, so the drawback is it's physically strenuous and, and difficult and mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. to stare at a wall for six hours while someone does your portrait. Sure. You're in great shape. Do you do yoga as well or other things? Oh, thank you, Janine. Um, life is a gym. Life is a gym. So the art of holding still, it would be like- I was going to say, up. maybe just what you're doing holding is like still. Tai, tai Chi slowed down, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could just take this computer mouse. If you hold it long enough, it's going to feel like, like, like a brick. Um, but just functioning in, in the real world um being hyper aware of posture i see a lot of people collapsing into their devices oh yeah. if you look at anyone on their phone they look like a shepherd's hook or a question mark. Is, yes and 
and as Amy Cuddy taught us in that delicious TED talk, mm -hmm. you know, the power pose, the starfish pose, yeah. <laughs> the Superman pose, you are what you pose, you are what you posture. Mm -hmm. And there's actually studies done that when you collapse into your pose, you look like this. You're not only collapsing your spine and your posture and your lungs, you're also collapsing your viewpoints and your yes. brain. You're really getting sucked into the digital rabbit hole. But when you stand grand in your posture, and so the benefit of posing as I do is I get a lot of time to think and ruminate. Sure. And this is where a lot of ideas for writing or a lot of ideas for poses come from. And artists and creatives do create in their own personal headspace or heart space. Oh yeah. And, and we need time to ruminate and to digest all this, this coming in. Um, Richie Daskus was the anim animator, I think, for DreamWorks at the time. And he talked about the Star Wars Enterprise that he worked on. You know, what does a, what's the weather like in another galaxy? Do they have clouds? Do they have rain? Is it blue? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you're drawing a galaxy far away. So what he did is he, rem he remembered the iconic image the day the Space Challenger exploded. I remember that. Krista McAuliffe on board. She was the... I was at Syracuse University. I was a student. She was the school teacher on board. And let's not forget that Linda Resnick was also on that flight and perished. Mm -hmm. And like, yay, a Jewish astronaut. Let's hear it for the Jewish astronaut. But so that story really resonated with me. And he remembers the picture that he saw because it was that famous image of like the smoke trailing off. It's awful. In the sky right yeah. after it exploded. He saved that picture and he did an outline of it. Like, like a crime scene silhouette. Mm -hmm. And my my illustrators and my my video colleagues will understand this. You can capture it and save the silhouette when it was time to insert certain scenes in the Star Wars sequence, where there are bang bangs and shoot 'em ups. It was those shapes. Really. Now the regular moviegoer wouldn't know that, but that was his way of doing an homage. Yes. You know, exactly. you can you can put yourself in your own artistry. Yes, we can't really put a signature. That's many, times, many times the work that we do is voiceover narrators or animators or designers or you know, the people in the credits that you never see on the carpet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You'll see us in the credits, but not on the carpet. Right. And they deserve. They deserve that. That's beautiful. Thank you. So what are you working on lately? I'm working on all kinds of interesting projects at the moment. Um, I am working with a beautiful art academy here in Sarasota, and it's the classic atelier. You feel like Da Vinci himself is the teacher. Wow. And they do wonderful open studio, and I pose for that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Beautiful. Yeah, just continuing with that. And just being available for, I work with another artist here, and we get together, we have like portrait sessions and all that. Amazing. And I also have a gallery talk in the work. Ooh called what happens when you get an itch <laughs> through confessions of an art model oh i love it but but the challenge for people is when are you still can you actually carve time in your day so that you can put the devices down and just drink in and digest and imagine yes um, there really is a benefit to sitting on the beach and looking up at the clouds oh absolutely yeah, taking walks, getting outside, really um, looking up with wonderment and curiosity. Mm -hmm. there, there really is, and, and just 
I see patterns or see see things where you get your, your inspiration and taking time to really ground yourself while you're elevating yourself with, with the daily practice of taking time. Well, especially when life throws you a curveball or two and you go through loss and pain and suffering and knowing that you have this toolkit, these strategies to go outside, put your phone down. I, when my dad was sick, I would listen to music without lyrics and I would walk for a good hour and I would write. And I, and I started, after he passed away, I started writing more short screenplays and creativity just feeds me. Yeah. It does. In fact, you know, when you talk about get the funk out, that's when I had to do a swivel because the classes that I was posing for at the art and film school here, they had gone to a Zoom format. And the joke is I'll go door to door privately, but I really felt very uncomfortable doing what I do on camera. Okay. I, I really yes. did. And sadly, artists understand the whole concept of anatomy and nudity. They're not in it for the naughty bits at all. Yeah. But there are some people that don't use it for that purpose. And I was actually asked to pose for certain online groups where you need a membership and, oh. and you can sketch. And I said, yeah. people can freeze frame that or forward it. Right. So I needed to get my own funk out. And what I did on my walk along the beach with the drum circle is to say in a perfect scenario, wouldn't it be great if I could evoke or conjure a salon situation where I work one-on-one -on -one with an artist or a small atelier where we can get together and draw and paint and create. Yes. In, in a safe space and it happened you put and it out there it, you, you put it out there and i journaled it and, and i wrote it mm -hmm. and as you and i both know there's a certain visceral neuro-linguistic physical thing that happens when you actually write write something down yes. more so than put it on glass and scroll it yes there, and it's why i don't paint or draw but i do bottles <laughs> and this bottle this bottle for people that can see just some glare Aww. is outstanding you have all these quotes you have hemingway i love this how long does it take you to do something like this um well it's a process because what i'll do is i'll start thumbing through magazines and glossy paper things or old calendars um i'm a i'm a sister of charity i love to donate at thrift shops and get my best finds there um and there's a darling little um uh, Amish Mennonite thrift shop here in Sarasota. Oh, I know about that. And I donate a, the joke. I'm not on uh, Amazon Prime. I'm on Amish Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and I go there and I donate things. And so I've been be there. I, I know I've been there. My stepmom donated stuff. Yeah, it, I, I just want to give them a shout out because it's so beautifully run. And I donate quite a few things there. So I'll collect old calendars or gift wrap, vintage gift wrap or drawer liners, and I'll just cut them out or or their beautiful books old cookbooks or old old mm -hmm. books and um, it's a way for them to thin the inventory make yeah. some money for their mission and for me to do the art that i'm capable of doing and i'll just decoupage bottles like that i'm going to read a quote that you have on here that really oh, well, there's so many which one resonates with you susan sontag is that that's how you pronounce your last name right sontag i believe so okay so here's the quote a good book is an education of the heart. It enlarges your sense of human possibility, what human nature is of what happens in the world. It's a creator of inwardness. Love that. Why did that one jumpstart your heart? 
where did it where did it had me at um education of the heart because growing up i wasn't i wasn't a very good reader i actually didn't really read at all except comic books and when i read one of my first books was about helen keller and it really struck me the life of helen keller and i even in high school once i would focus i had a hard time focusing um I would just get lost in the, in this world of books. Yeah. And it, it shifted me. Yeah. It took you places that your feet or family could not. Right. And I remember one of the happiest moments of my life was getting a library card in my own name. Yeah. In first grade. First grade. First grade. <laughs> a license to read that was better than getting a credit card and and i remember going to the library like being so proud that i could check out my books mm -hmm. that was a defining defining moment that's great and and curling up with a book and to this day i still do i don't scroll a book yeah me neither i, I like a physical book it's got to be the crack of the spine your fingers on the page the smell of it Mm -hmm. There's even a perfume called Old Musty Library. There is. <laughs> there is. There's just something about the smell <laughs> and the and the feel of a book. And I remember traveling up to Philadelphia to see my mom, who was pretty sick at the time. And I read a library book a week. And I had it was Howard Stern's latest book. Oh yes. I've read all of his books, um, Private Parks, Miss America, and the latest was the compilation of his interviews. Mm -hmm but it was his interviews revisited, like a look back on his interviews. And it was a, it was a wedding cake. It wasn't a book. Oh, right. <laughs> and I, and that was the time where it would have been helpful to have a digital reader, but, and this thing took, it was three pounds. It was the most delicious book I've ever read. And my wish list is to sit on the beach with him and talk about it. With Howard Stern? Oddly enough, the connection to Howard Stern and I, not radio, even though we were on radio in Philadelphia at the same time, Howard Stern is an avid, maniacal chess buff. Oh, I didn't know that. He lives, eats, and breathes, and plays online chess. He and I had the same chess teacher. Really? Dan Heisman, like Heisman Trophy, is okay. this. He's the Yoda of chess. He's going to have to meet him sometime. It's meant to oh, be. He's written. He's the kind of guy that can do seven chess games at once. And, you know, Oh my God. And my son, Elliot was a member of the mainline chess club and he was the teacher there. And in order for my son to progress in his chess game, mama had to learn too. So oddly enough, when Howard Stern was looking for a chess teacher, he reached out to and and so um, Amazing. that is our connection. It's not the radio stuff. Okay. And, and the other thing is by reading the book, the big thing is this latest yes. book, the compilation of his interviews, the title eludes me at the moment, but at the back of the book, there's a watercolor drawing of his cat. Because his wife, Al not, no, Allison was Mrs. Stern number one. Beth is Mrs. Yes. Stern number two. Ostrowski, okay. Ostrowski. And she's a, a big animal rescue lover. And Howard Stern did a beautiful watercolor of his cat. I'm like, Aww. again, as I'm coming from the art world. Yes. 
And as you know and appreciate, a lot of people who had traumatized childhoods or have lived through or seen mm -hmm. in later life turn to painting. Rosie O'Donnell paints, George Bush son That's of, right. you know, paints, Howard yeah. Stern paints, um, Tony Bennett paints, mm -hmm. and or they become out of so there's there's a great artistry and and song that come out of your your colors and your and beautiful your, and your art. so you're not going to believe this but we have to wrap up oh. so we're going to have to do this again i certainly will so thank you for the arc of this conversation in all disclosure i had no idea where we would go but just like a song just like a painting just like a a, a book yes a soup that's the to simmer sit on the stove and you never know what you'll create I love it. Give your website for people to find out more about you. Oh, thank you so much, Janine. The website is ruthweisberg.com. And that's R-U-T-H-W-E-I-S-B-E-R-G.com. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And I'll have you back on again. And at some point, I'd love to see you. Exactly. Consider it done. You get the funk out. Figure it out. Excellent. Thanks, Ruth. Mm -hmm.